here on NBA Sound System. Jimmy Cook coming to you high above courtside, joined by a special guest for all you Hawks fans out there, the GM of the Atlanta Hawks, Travis Link. Travis, thank you so much for taking some time out of your summer league to come chat with us. We appreciate it. No problem, Jimmy. First thing I wanted to ask you about, Travis, um, myself a big March Madness fan, so I obviously, like the rest of the country and the rest of the world, got a taste of DeAndre Hunter back in March, and him being a member of the Atlanta Hawks, you had to trade up to go get him. Obviously a player that must have been really high on your board to want to go do that and then make the pick for him. Yeah, um, you know, what we really like about DeAndre is his two-way ability. You know, obviously defensive player of the year in the ACC. Um, You know, you need guys that can guard the other team's best player, and that's what we really like about him. For the Hawks draft as well, another player who me personally, I don't think that he gets enough love being surrounded by such a deep Duke team with the likes of R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson, but Cam Reddish also now a member of the Atlanta Hawks. What was the most intriguing aspect of his resume that you saw on draft night in the lead up to it, and how excited are you for him to be a member of Atlanta? No, we were really excited when he was there at 10 for us. You know, what we really like about him is just the total package. You know, coming up through AAU in high school, he, he played point guard. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know that. He handled the ball. He's a very good facilitator. Uh, and then last year at Duke, he was kind of thrown into just a strictly a spot-up shooter, and that's really not his strength or his game. Uh, and secondly, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves defensively. You know, he's got a 7-foot wing sprain. He's got great anticipation in the passing lanes. And, you know, watching Duke last year, you know, he was the guy they put on the other team's best player. So we're really excited about his two-way potential as well. Yeah, that Westtown team that he was a part of, they went back-to-back state titles. Uh, Brandon Randolph, Mo Bamba also on that team. And I couldn't agree with you more when you look at that Duke team being that, you know, at times he was asked to do stuff that maybe weren't his, you know, biggest strengths for your Atlanta team, which, you know, obviously is, is a good mix, but led by Trey Young last year. Where do you see Cam and DeAndre fitting from day one, and you know, what are your hopes for them? Well, I think, like we talked about, you know, DeAndre is going to be that guy that's going to have that challenge to stop the other team's best player every night. Um, you know, I think he's got more offensive game than people probably give him credit for. Uh, you know, he's going to be a very good spot-up shooter, as we saw at Virginia, at a 45% clip from three. But he's got better ball skills, too. You know, Virginia probably led the country in shots un- with five seconds left on the shot clock. So they have a, a very good system, but it doesn't really show the player's total package. And then, like we mentioned with Cam, it's just his versatility. I mean, he's just a basketball player. He's got great feel, natural instincts. Um, so we're really excited about both of them. Last year, the Hawks select Trey Young. At the time of the you know selection, um, it was some question marks nationally as to what he would be, would he translate well, and he just goes out and has a phenomenal rookie year. Did he exceed every expectation you guys had set for him? Yeah, no. Um, you know, we were very pleased with the year Trey had. You know, as everyone's aware, he had a rough November, right. but he stuck with it. You know, he didn't give in to the pressure. He kept showing up and work every day and, you know, slowly got better and better. And as he started going through the league, you know, the second, third time, um, you know, he just got better and his confidence improved. Uh, so we're really excited about his future as well. How much of that to, as you mentioned, the, the rough November initially for Trey. How much of that was Lloyd Pierce and the coaching staff able to, to preach patience and, and peace sticking with it that it's going to happen eventually for you? No, our staff did a great job, not with Trey, but all our young guys. But I think what Trey went through last year um, at Oklahoma, or two years ago now, I guess, right. at Oklahoma, you know, where he wasn't really, you know, he was a five-star recruit, McDonald's All-American, but he didn't come into the year as, you know, a one-and-done guy by any stretch. And, you know, he blew up early in the season, and then, you know, you'd watch Oklahoma game 
games on TV and they'd have the score and then they'd have Trey's stats up there. And right. that's, a, that's a ton of pressure for a young kid. Um, and, you know, he handled it there. Um, and, you know, he showed it again last year. He was able to battle through the adversity. You mentioned the young makeup of your Atlanta Hawks team. How important has it been and how beneficial has it been both for you and Coach Pierce for the ownership group to allow patience and allow time to know that changing the culture in a clubhouse like the Hawks, it, it takes time. You've done a great job at this point, but it doesn't happen in one day. No, for sure. So when I first got hired three years ago, you know, you sit down with the ownership group and say, this is the plan. I think at the time the Hawks were the fourth oldest team in the league. You know, they'd went from 60 wins to 48 to 42. And just kind of explain to them that I think this is a time we need to hit the reset button. Uh, we had some guys that were coming up for contracts, and we decided not to, you know, extend them or, or give them large offers that would, you know, bog down our books. And we decided to rebuild through the draft, and we, we used our cap space to collect assets. And, you know, now you, I think we have seven guys on rookie sale contracts on our roster. And, you know, that you can see the path that we, we've kind of laid out. For the folks at home that obviously never get to see what goes on within the front office, is it almost like a – do you enjoy that blank canvas aspect in building up, or how tough are those decisions when you first get into a situation and are evaluating who do I want to keep, who do I want to you know, move on from? Yeah, I mean, that's what this job is, right? I think that's what most people uh, don't understand or don't think is a big part of it. It's really blending personalities. Um, you know, it's not fantasy sports where you just uh, plug in guys. Uh, you know, you have to have the right – people uh, and they have to get along uh, so that's a big part of it too is having high character guys for when you're looking at a different prospects what is your philosophy throughout an entire season and when you're you know going through scouting reports to find guys not only in the you know early rounds of the draft but in the late rounds as well yeah, well, it's a year-round process now. You know, a lot of these kids with the AU tournaments, and, you know, this, eventually they're going to change the rule to get away from the one-and-done, I mean, from the high school rule. Or we, we start watching these kids when they're 15, 16 years old, so you see them once a year or twice a year at these different events and, um, you know, going to all the college practices and watching how they interact with their teammates, watching how they interact with coaches on the bench, uh, with referees. All that stuff goes into, you know, what kind of person they are and if we think they'll be a great fit for our locker room. With the summer league setup being, you know, it's fun to see everybody go out there and, and play and, and the fact that they have a preliminary round setup and then a tournament setup. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a major talent evaluator for not just your club, but all the clubs here and then international scouts as well. What do you focus on or what are some of the things that you're looking back on film after these games are over that's different from critiquing a, a general college game? Well, obviously the competition level is better, right? Like right. You, you've got pros here. You've got you know lottery picks playing. You've got guys that played in the NBA last year. Um, so it, it's a good it's a good setting to kind of see where your young guys measure up. Uh, it's their first taste of the rules. The rules are different. Uh, so it's 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 a good place to see free agents, as you mentioned. You know, teams from all around the world here are watching these kids. Um, as we saw in that first quarter, I think there were what twenty seven free throws taken. Yep. You know, officials are trying to prove that they can go up to the next level. And these kids are they're they're fighting for jobs. That is the message of summer league. Everybody's fighting to leave it all on the line, and it's a great experience overall for everybody involved. Got to leave it all out there and. Then let the chips fall as they may. Travis, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us. We really appreciate it. Thank no, you again. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's Travis Schlenk, GM of the Atlanta Hawks.